captivating the world with his tales of transformation from radio DJ to trucker. It's another trip around the sun with Gary Ryan. This episode of Another Trip Around the Sun is brought to you by Anchor.fm. As always, Anchor.fm, of course, is the podcasting app that is free to use, free to download. Everything about it is free and it is fantastic. Great editing tools, tutorials, platform distribution, monetizing options all for free. Check it out for yourself and become a podcasting superstar. Just go to anchor.fm today. Well, hello all you interwebbers. It is me once again, Gary Ryan, coming to you from the cab of my truck on my daily pilgrimage down the road on a Thursday morning. And I'm so glad you could join us. Uh, this is seventh week now, I guess, that uh, we've uh, gone back into uh, podcasting routine. And uh, hope you enjoyed it. Always remember that this episode and every episode of Another Trip Around the Sun can be found by simply going to anchor.fm backslash trip hyphen sun one. That's anchor.fm backslash T-R-I-P hyphen S-U-N one. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into the face palm of the week. And, uh, yeah. This is going to lead right into the topic uh, for today as well. Face Palm of the Week goes to the United States Postal Service, specifically their facility in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, Had so many pieces of mail lost through that facility. Either I'm sending something out or something is going to be received by me. This is a company that can't figure out why they are millions and millions and millions of dollars in debt. And they can't figure out how to optimize their operations. So, yeah, major face palm to the Postal Service who I can't even trust anymore. So, all that, brief story before the big story. Uh, Yesterday, my wife sends me a message and said, you got something from the local tax office. I thought, oh boy, that's just great. Now, I filed my local taxes before I even filed my federal and state taxes. Local taxes I mailed out on February 12th. I didn't owe anything, nor did I get anything back. So it's a zero. So you're not going to hear anything back. So I didn't think anything of it, besides sending it out, until I got a letter yesterday saying, We never received your tax forms. So now I've got to go to my relatively local 
tax office to file for zero, except for now I have to pay a $25 late fee. So kudos to the United States Postal Service. <laughs> uh, I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. And I've got a little bit of an inside perspective because one of the more interesting job opportunities that I've had was working for United States Postal Service. Yes, I actually did. Um, first time was back in 1993. Yes, 93. And uh, in 1993, a friend of mine worked as a temporary clerk for post office in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, which wasn't that far from me. And she told me, hey, you know, we're looking for people. Uh, you, know, you don't need to take a civil service exam or the uh, aptitude test or anything like that for, uh, uh, for being a manual sorter. And there's a lot of lingo here that I'll try to explain. All right, so I thought, hey, great. So I became a manual sorter for the Wilkes-Barre Post Office. And now this was a three-month appointment. It was a temporary job. Uh, the post office had some weird rules back in this day and age. Again, 1993. Uh, you could work as a temp for three months, take three months off, work another three months, and rinse, lather, rinse, repeat, you know? Um, so I thought, well, you know, maybe this could be the start of a good career. At this point, um, I am engaged to be married to my wife, uh, my future wife, and um, done a lot of uh, odd jobs, including uh, retail management, but, you know, stuff that really didn't pay all that well. Uh, of course, in northeastern Pennsylvania, uh, wages are a little bit lower than in a lot of the surrounding areas, so nothing pays great, but... You know, I thought, hey, this could be the start of something big because potentially, you know, I can make a career out of this. Um, you know, I could go through the process of uh, of taking the aptitude tests and uh, becoming a full time permanent member of the post office. You know, pensions and they pay great. And, Again, this is 1993. This was before they started losing money and mess. Okay. Post office, the way it was run back then, was very different from how it's run nowadays. You know, nowadays, everything is automated. Um, and when I started as manual sorter, they were just beginning to bring in the first pieces of automated equipment. Uh, they had what was called called a flat sorter, which basically 
sorted out things like large envelopes and magazines and things like that, <coughs> or, or newspapers. Um, and then they were just installing the barcode scanner for what they would call first-class mail, first-class sort of mail, uh, which is your regular letters. Not your junk mail, but this is, you know, Aunt B is writing to uh, to Sister Matilda in St. Louis, and you know, so now now that instead of instead of all these letters being sorted by hand, now they would be going through an optical scanner, having a barcode applied, and the, the, according to the barcodes, it would get sent to its proper destination. So okay. Uh, all that to say, we, we were still doing things the old-fashioned way. I mean, kind of like, you know, you watch some some old 40s or 50s uh, movie, and if the post office is involved, you see the, you know, these people sorting through huge piles of letters and categorizing them and sending them to the next station of sorting. Everything was done by hand by men. And that's what I did. I helped sort the 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 2C, which was the uh, second class flats the magazines. It was junk mail. Um, you know, all, all your uh, your letters from big corporations that went out to everyone in the neighborhood. Things like that. Uh, I also helped bulk sort uh, first class mail, which was basically, okay, everything going to zip code 18704 goes in this container. Everything going 18702 goes in this container. Then, yeah, those containers would get moved to the appropriate stations and they would get broken down further. So that was my job. And so now my... My first memory, you know, when people talk about the post office, now, a couple things come to mind. And one of them is probably the phrase, going postal. Uh, Of course, back in the 80s and 90s, there was a lot of stress involved with um, the way the postal system was uh, operating at that time. And... There were a lot of mental breakdowns, a lot of people, you know, shooting up people with guns, etc., etc., etc. So anyway, you know, that was the only downside that I saw as far as taking this opportunity. Is like, okay, I'm going to be characterized as some nutbag or some future nutbag, but hey, you know, I'm I'm going to have an opportunity to make good money. Can have a long career. There's job security. There's uh, uh, you know, pension I can build up toward, and you know, I mean, this will take care of my wife and I for forever. So I start working as the manual sorter, the, and uh, one of the memories I have is as we would be sorting, we we would start our day. Um, about 5 a.m. So I had to be at work at 5 a.m. So I was getting up at like 3.30 to get to work. So that was my first experience with getting up at at, uh, at the butt crack of dawn 
so to speak, to uh, to get to work. And uh, yeah, I thought, oh, again, this is worth it. You know, small sacrifice to make for uh, the promise of a, a bright future. So as we would begin our bulk sorting, uh, slowly but surely, the letter carriers would come in. And uh, the letter carriers, they had gotten all their mail. Uh, just to, as an example, okay, you know, us bulk sorters have broken things down uh, to 18702, and then that person broke it down in all different routes. And so eventually, you know, all the all the mail for route 223 were put together. And so that would all go to a station where the letter carrier would come in and case his route. In other words, take all of the mail for route 223 and put it in order so that he walked and everything was sorted according to progression of his route. So, uh, again, something that doesn't happen now. Uh, the the uh, letter carriers no longer case their own routes. Now it's cased by machine largely, and then what little bit does need to be broken down is broken down by the clerk. All right, so anyway, all that to say, the letter carriers were an interesting story, man. Uh, these guys would come in, and yeah, they were crazy. They would just bellow out just random stuff. It, 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 things would be nice and quiet, and all of a sudden you would hear off in the distance, yeah, all this crazy stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, they were nuts. And uh, so, day one, yeah, I'm at work, and an hour later, the carriers come in and start with their, I believe, and, and all their stuff. And, uh, they had music kind of piping in, kind of like you know, you go to the grocery store and you hear the music over the loudspeakers. Okay, so same thing here at the post office, you know, in our big sorting area, they had the music playing, and I just remember hearing this. And just as that came on, uh, as, as, as that is all going on, uh, the song from Seal Crazy, which was very popular back at then. Uh, starts coming on. I, I just kind of lost it. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, all right, you know, this is this is what I'm signing up for here. So <laughs> gonna be gonna be one of these guys eventually. So yeah. <clears throat> In a world full of people, only some learn to fly because they're not crazy. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so. It lasted for three months, and uh, so I got done with that, and I thought, okay, I can't work for another three months, you know, I need to find something else, so uh, I, I, I can't afford to be on unemployment for three months, so got another job, and you know, I just didn't go back to the post office until... 2004. And 2004, uh, I had uh, since been working uh, for the phone company, had done that for over seven years, 
and our office got closed, consolidated. I had the option of either getting moved to another office, which was 25 miles away. I wasn't going to commute 25 uh, miles every day. Uh, at this point, you know, newly married, you know, just just had uh, first kid. Yeah, it just wasn't financially feasible. So I took a buyout. And um, there was a slight detour down to North Carolina and back. So we got back and we're trying to figure out what I'm going to do. So I decided, you know what? I was going to do the post office. Now's the time. You know, I'm going to schedule the aptitude test. Uh, schedule the, the civil service exam, all that kind of stuff that I need to do. So now I had to travel for that. Um, we lived in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and uh, I, upon research, found that the closest place that did the aptitude test was in Albany, New York. So I had to take a three and a half hour drive up there, which I did because I thought, Again, good opportunity. So things were looking good. I studied for the test. There used to be a study booklet that you would give them because the aptitude test, I mean, you had to prove that you um, had good short and long-term memory retention. You had to show that you had a good understanding of progression and procedure post office. So anyway, I took the aptitude test, and now most people who passed and became full-time employees of USPS usually scored somewhere in the 80s. You had to score, I think it was a minimum of 77% to be considered. Um, the most scored in the 80s. I scored on the 97th percentile. Now, this doesn't mean that I was some savant. <laughs> it just means that my brain was naturally hardwired for this line of work. That was a perfect fit for the job. That's all it really meant. All right, so I scheduled a test, found out, okay, well, there's a waiting list for permanent positions. The best way to facilitate being considered was to take a temp, excuse me, a temp job as a carrier, which I did. Became a carrier for uh, the Wilkes-Barre Post Office once again, and uh, carriers could work six months on, six months off. And I thought, well, I'll do that. We'll figure things out when we get to the the, the, the end of the first six months. And, you know, I'll, I'll find part-time work or something uh, just to supplement so that, you know, I can do this. All right. So I get trained, which training lasted for about four or five days. And then off I was doing the route. Now, I was a temporary carrier. Kind of meaning I was uh, a long-term fill-in or substitute. Uh, I remember as I started, uh, I would take out 
the one particular route. It was actually route number two, uh, 233, which I alluded to earlier. The regular carrier for route 233 had um, some kind of major surgery with his legs and could not walk. So he would come in, case his route, put everything in order, and then hand it to me. And I was the one that actually went out and delivered the route. In the first week, I showed a, um, a remarkable propensity for getting the job done effectively and quickly. And so they began doing what was called a pivot. Uh, if they were shorthanded, they would give me a part of someone else's route to complete after I finished my own route. Because I would be done in about five hours. It wouldn't take me eight hours to, to complete the route. So then I would get a pivot and do that. And by the time I got back to uh, the, the post office, I put in about, uh, about seven and a half to eight hours. So it worked out well. All right. Well, of course, some of the considerations that I did not comprehend until I was actually um, doing the job was things like dealing with people who would not keep their dogs inside. And I'm not talking about cute little uh, floofy over here. I'm talking about, you know, pit bull you know, or, you know, big mastiff or whatever, you know, barking and growling and, you know, being on a leash. And I've got to figure out how to get up to the porch, to the mailbox, to deliver the mail without getting mauled by said dog. Um, they didn't account for, or they didn't tell me about things like uh, having to deliver certified mail, which was often subpoenas for court and dealing with hostile customers. They didn't tell me about um, special needs customers that would ask you to come inside their house and put the mail on the coffee table instead of in the mailbox. Uh, just a lot of weird stuff. Um, but again, I thought, well, no job is perfect. A bright future up ahead. You know, I'm going to make a career of this. I can go anywhere. I don't have to work in Wilkes-Barre. I could take a job in Ocala, Florida if I wanted to. Um, you know, we could move wherever. Uh, yeah, I could begin my full-time career. Uh, about the end of the, the six months was approaching, and I went to the postmaster, and I asked, okay, you know, uh, my six months is just about up. I just have a question. When would I be able to apply for full-time positions? And he, he said, well, you can apply any time. The only problem is right now there is a waiting list of approximately four and a half years to get a full-time route. Oh, that's sunken right there. I cannot be doing six months on, six months off, six months on, six months off for four and a half years. That's just too big of a bullet to chew. And uh, <laughs> then actually 
I, I didn't say that, but ironically, a week later, I'd say it would be two weeks before the end of my six months, I was actually let go because the post office was starting to lose money as they had gone through all their automation. Uh, this was because, again, this was 2004. This was not when I first had my first experience in the post office back in 1993. This was 11 years later, and now the post office had become a money-sucking, inefficient machine. And so the first thing to lose uh, was some of the temp positions. So uh, percentage of the temps got laid off since I was in my first term. I was amongst the first cuts. So, yeah, that was the end of that. <laughs> but uh, did have some very interesting experiences, let me tell you. And uh, it, it was quite an interesting change from my first experience in 1993 to the second one in 2004. And, and at this point, again, everything was um, automated and people were losing jobs. The whole idea of the automation initially was to have to employ less manpower for the sorting positions, and so they could just focus on taking care of the carriers. Well, now things with the carriers have, have changed where there's a shortage of carriers, uh, mainly because Amazon.com and Wish.com and all these .coms. And so, where whereas when I was delivering mail, I'd say probably only about 10 to 15% of my total route was parcels and packages. Now that percentage is up to 55 to 60% of all mail. Um, first class sorted mail. Uh, the old-fashioned letters from person to person, that's down to 20% of the volume. So you have about 60% being parcels and packages, 20% being, I'm sorry, it's not 20%, it's 15%. 15% being first-class mail and 25% being second-class slash junk mail. All right, so that's what the post uh, postal carriers deliver now. The problem is with over half of your route now being parcels is there's not enough room to fit all the parcels either in the trucks or in the postal facilities themselves. So postal facilities all over are renting those storage pods and setting those outside. And the clerk is spending all of their time going back and forth between the pots to sort out the packages. And uh, meanwhile, the carriers are having to make two to three trips back to the local post office from their route because they don't have the room in the truck, so they do the first third of their route, deliver it, empty their truck, go back, fill up the truck again, do the second third, go back, fill up. It's an exhausting process, and that's why you see carriers starting on their routes at 8, 8 o'clock in the morning, and they're not finishing until 7, 7.30 at night. It's ridiculous. 
Um, and it's unsustainable. <laughs> so, you know, the Postal Service gets a face palm from me today. Um, it's only going to get worse. And so anyway, that's my tale of one of my more interesting, I can't say careers because again, I only actually worked for nine months as a member of the Postal Service, but I uh, did have actual experience there. And um, after that, being a trucker was a piece of cake. <laughs> oh. All right. I hope you enjoyed that little glimpse into the USPS. And um, just a uh, last word of advice. Um, whereas I really hesitated to do this uh, for the longest time because of hackers and internet theft and all this, you know, I'm realizing that I've got to do more and more business. Um, yeah, I do less business via mail and do more uh, either in person or by web. And that's just the way the structure of our society is now. That's where we. It's, it's where we've come to. So anyway, you know, uh, the good old days of crazy postal carriers yelling at the top of their lungs for no apparent reason as Seal plays in the background. <laughs> All right. Well, hope you enjoyed that. Um, in the future, we'll break down some of my other interesting uh, stories from uh, past vocations and uh, give you all a good laugh at that, hopefully. All right, well, it's been a half an hour, so it's time to close this up. Um, again, join me next Thursday. You can hear this podcast again every Thursday. Uh, the release, uh, it's usually in the afternoon by the time I get uh, things finished off and edited and all, so feel free to check in every Thursday, and remember uh, you can listen to any of the episodes simply by going to anchor.fm backslash trip hyphen sun one hope you enjoyed this episode of Another Trip Around the Sun with me, Gary Ryan and in the meantime, we will say adieu, wishing you all a great week ahead. And always remember, in the interim, be excellent to yourself and to each other. Take care.